Hello, colleagues, and welcome to another Five for Friday episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Today's shout-out goes to... I don't know. It's been a quiet week at the podcast as everyone gears up from school, so please consider emailing me, DMing me on LinkedIn, or leaving a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts so that I can give someone a shout-out. So I can give you a shout-out. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day, we have a chance to grow. Every day, we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email, and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of August 14th through 18th, 2023. The title of Monday's email was New plus new equals good. And what I talked about was that the new, being a new assistant principal and coming into a school, it seems like there's a natural fit for that new AP to connect with new teachers. And there are a couple things I think that make that a particularly good fit. First is for you as a new assistant principal, it's much easier to be vulnerable with new teachers because new teachers know that they're trying to figure it out. And for you to be able to say, hey, I'm new at this, I'm trying to figure it out. I think that's really good because there's neither side is gonna Neither group is going to judge the other. You're both in the same place. Secondly, new teachers, they usually know they need help. Like it's an overwhelming position they're stepping into. And so you starting that relationship with a little bit of vulnerability, them knowing they need help, now that makes it easier from that for them to ask for the help when they need it. Third, most new teachers want a close relationship with their administrators we see with new teachers that they just want that close relationship. And so again, you coming in as a new AP, it's a quick way to form some good relationships with a group of teachers. And then finally, with a relatively small investments of time and attention, you can actually make a big impact on students by making this big impact on new teachers, because there are some pretty predictable issues that new teachers are going to struggle with or need support on. And if you can help with those issues, then you're really gonna improve the quality of teaching in that classroom for your kids, but you're also going to improve that new teacher's experience and hopefully help make sure that they're gonna stick around for a while. And I always think, in the end, we stay in organizations because of the relationships we have with leaders. Now, certainly there are times when people leave, somebody gets a job somewhere else, or they have to move somewhere to take care of family. But 
you can help nibble at the margins of people leaving by increasing the attention or the relationships between them and you. On Tuesday, I built on the idea of forming those relationships with new teachers by looking at some specific questions that we could ask them or really ask anybody that we're trying to build a relationship with. A caveat here is that we can think of this relationship as kind of being one way. In the ideal relationship, when we're in a conversation, I'm asking questions about your life because I'm interested and you're asking questions about my life because you're interested. And so we have that exchange. I think initially when we're forming relationships, especially with teachers, that it has to be a little bit more one way. So you're asking the questions and you're learning about them. Don't expect it to be reciprocal at that point. That's going to take some time and you'll need to develop some trust. So don't expect them to be asking and don't insert yourself into this and share. I know there are a lot of strategies about mirroring what people say and paraphrasing back and then sharing your own experiences in order to connect and show that you connect. And I would advocate for this that we take a very different path. And that is that we want to communicate respect. We want to communicate value. We want to communicate care by just listening. When we paraphrase, when we try to connect with our own experiences, we're taking over and we're taking initiative on the conversation. And for this kind of a conversation where we're just trying to learn about somebody, don't do all that stuff. Just ask the questions and listen. And then when you come back a day later or a week later and you're able to touch on something they said, that's where you've really shown that you did hear them. You weren't just listening, but you heard what they were saying. So here's a couple of those questions. What are you celebrating today? I love this question because it grounds us in the moment and in a positive way. Why did you choose this career path or this position? And another question that can go along with that is, is there a story behind why you became a teacher? And so this helps people connect to their own purpose and for you to understand the strength of that connection and the story behind the connection, how powerful is that? What would you like to be doing in five or 10 years? And this is great because it helps them think about their own future. And maybe if they say, oh, well, I want to be an assistant principal in 10 years or seven years or whatever it is. Well, wow, there's another place that you can connect with them. You can also ask what they're most looking forward to in the work as a new teacher. And on the flip side, what are they most worried about? And then finally, the question of what do you expect from me? I think it's really important as you're trying to figure out what the assistant principalship is going to look like for you, that there's a common understanding of what that needs to look like with your teachers. Because sometimes I see a real disconnect that teachers expect one thing from assistant principals. Assistant principals actually have goals of doing something else. And if there isn't a common understanding, then both groups get frustrated because as a new AP, you're getting pulled away from supporting and growing your teachers because you're dealing with other kinds of stuff that really isn't that important, but your teachers are pounding you with it because they don't understand how important it is for you to be in their classrooms, right? So developing that clarity and with your first year teachers doing that right away, I think that puts us in position for a big win. All right, so those are, yeah, those are the questions. Let's move to Wednesday. And Wednesday's message is that you matter.
Remember last week or two weeks ago, I was talking about the 2023 beginning teacher of the year, Natalia Mejia, and how she greets her students with, I'm so glad you're here. Tuesday's podcast with Angela Myers actually echoed that same thing. And what Angela talks about is this idea, she calls it mattering, right? There's a science of mattering. And we know that when we can communicate with people in the initial part of any conversation, that we value them, that they matter, that they're important, that sets up a conversation for success. And it helps them feel better about themselves. It gives them confidence and it just creates a better environment. And Angela kind of had a basic formula. She called it 252. And I'm tweaking it here, paraphrasing it. But she said this, in the first two seconds of any interaction with somebody, pause, smile, say their name, make them feel like the world stopped, right? That you're completely focused on them. And then ask, how are you? Jody, how are you? Pause. And after they answer, I'd ask again, especially if you got a kind of surface answer. Jody, really, how are you? Because this communicates that I really want to know. And remember, I call that asking the second question. And then the third part as you're leaving is to let them know that you look forward to seeing them again. Jody, I hope to see you after lunch. I hope we see each other tomorrow. I love this conversation. And we can do that in the matter of a 10-second conversation. I can say, Jody, how are you? Jody answers, Jody, really, how are you? And I get a little bit more information. And I acknowledge that information and say, okay, I'm looking forward to seeing you the next time. It doesn't take that much time to build that, to start to build that relationship by encouraging people and letting them know that they matter. On Thursday, we talked about the idea of transitioning from work to home, and you've been hearing me talk a lot, I hope, about the four essentials. First essential is building your support network. The second essential is your morning routine. Third essential is creating a process for transitioning from work to home. And then the fourth essential is building in that reflection time. Thursday's email was about that transition from work to home. And we just hit two main points here. The first is to use your travel time to transition your brain out of work mode. When I was looking at this and putting this stuff together, one of the things I realized is that I almost always listen to work-related professional podcasts on my way home, which in effect kept my head in the workspace, in the work environment. So as much as I love the idea of you listening to the assistant principal podcast in the afternoon, right? We schedule these to drop at 3 p.m. I think we're going to have to revisit that. But that's not the healthiest thing to do to transition from work to home. Start listening to something that preps you for being home. Maybe you have a hobby and you want to listen to podcasts that are about that hobby or a certain kind of music that helps you relax or an audio book that you're reading for fun. Do you read an audio book that you're listening to for fun? Do something that's going to transition you and prep you for going home, not for doing more work. And then when you get home, give your body cues related to the senses. So change your clothes, change into something that feels more comfortable and that you can see when you look in the mirror. Have a special drink when you get home that always has kind of a similar flavor. Maybe it's 
sparkling water with orange juice. Maybe it's something else, but have that, have that trigger where that flavor and that smell is going to signal to your body that you're home and you're not thinking about work anymore. Sit in a specific place or have some specific routine of movement that you do, and then listen to a specific sound. Turn on that music or Maybe if you're fortunate enough to have a garden, go sit out there and listen to the birds. But do these sense cues for your body to help set you into a good home mode. And this is so critical because a big reason we burn out is because we cannot turn off. Friday's email is going to really correspond with today's big takeaway. And Friday was all about this idea of relationships. And it's, it's such a cliche Sometimes I don't want to say it because it just sounds like, yeah, well, everybody says that. It's all about relationships. But we just, we can't escape that. I think that's a good thing, right? Because people are the purpose. People should be the reason we do the work. Not just students, but teachers as well and the other adults that we come in contact with. How do we build relationships? So if you're reading carefully this week, you may have picked up on some of these ideas. Find commonalities. Be vulnerable. Learn about people's desires, their hopes, and their fears. Listen. Listen and listen some more. Use names and ask that second question. Really, how are you? And communicate to people that they matter. Sometimes I worry that this daily email repeats itself. But when I think about how often I miss opportunities to build relationships by using some of these strategies... I remember that we need consistent reminders. I'm often too task-driven, and I need these every day. So I hope they're beneficial to you too. So adding one more layer to this, if your school culture isn't where you want it to be, there are two critical things to look at. The first is the quality of the relationships that you have with others or that leadership has with teachers. If they're not where you want them to be, go back to Friday's email, print it off and cut out that little list of bullet points, tape it to your computer, your door, your mirror, put it everywhere and just begin asking questions that help you learn about people. The second thing, and this is foreshadowing, Yes, my eighth grade English teacher would be proud. This is foreshadowing a look in a future episode where we're going to talk about organizational alignment. Now, a lot of times when our culture is not real strong, it means that our organization is out of alignment. The structures, the purpose, the resources aren't aligned to the work that we're asking people to do. The easiest place to check for alignment is around resources. Resources come in two forms, dynamic and static. So dynamic resources can change over time. Typically, we think about money and stuff as being those resources. We can have more funding. We can have less funding. We can have more stuff. We can have different stuff. So that's a dynamic. The static resources don't change. There's only so much that you have. And the static resources are time and attention, people's time and people's attention. If people are overburdened, if their time and their attention is stretched too thin, then you're going to have a negative school culture. So one simple, not easy, but simple way to improve school culture is to decrease what you're asking people to use their time and attention on. 
you've probably heard me use that backpack analogy. If I've got a massive 60 pound backpack on versus you who maybe have a 12 pound backpack on, you can go further, faster, funner, and with less chance of injury than I can because your load is less. And when we have people working in the school and we keep loading them down with more and more expectations, what we're doing is we're shoving more stuff in their backpack. And at some point, they're just putting their head down, they're hating every minute of it, and they're just trudging along. And that plays out in our school culture. So two things to improve your school culture, improve your relationships, ask those questions, listen to people. Then the second, and you can actually capitalize on this in the first, because if we build those relationships, people are going to tell us where the impact is on their attention and time. Take those things out, take things out of their backpack so that they can enjoy the hike a little bit more. All right, that's it. Thank you for including me on your leadership journey. If you'd like to walk more with me, I have a couple ways that you can do so. First, invest no money, but a little bit of time and download our free checklist on building your support network. That's the first of the four essentials that we talked about today. Number two, you can invest $9 a month and about 20 minutes of your time to become a supporting member of our community. You'll get early access, early and unfettered, you like that word? Early and unfettered access to our free courses, a discussion area, and a library of past content. You'll also be helping me continue to invest both my time and money in producing this podcast, writing the daily email, and producing all kinds of free content. Finally, you can become a full member of our Apex community and join me for monthly group coaching and lots of other perks. And you can get the details for all of these things at my website at frederickbuskey.com. I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday when we play with some ideas about how to support veteran teachers. Please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. Rating the show helps others find it. And if you want to be a super fan, consider leaving a review. Again, you'll be helping others find the show. You'll be making me smile. And maybe you'll find yourself getting a shout out at the top of the episode. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Cheers.